Hello and welcome to the Villains Talk Show. I am people are here. One of your hosts, C4. Uh, that talking was the lovely, beautiful, ever, ever gorgeous. Someone's mic is dying. Um, ever gorgeous, insaniac. Um, visually here with us on my on my correct direction is the ever stylish Grease Goblin. Uh, Sarah is with us. She is actually camping right now, so she's in the woods. So she's on Discord on her phone. So I'm assuming Ooh, that's what. Yes. Yes. There, there she is. We thought we lost her before we started. So you might hear nope. the sounds of nature because Sarah is in the yeah. middle of the woods, still, still on the it's podcast. True. That's how important we are. <laughs> she had, she had to still be on the podcast. And I, mean, uh, I would do it over the summer if I had cell reception. We'll build you a cell tower. Dude, I'll just buy you a repeater. They're only like 120 bucks. Uh, yeah, I might have access to one, maybe. I don't know. Ideas, ideas. Uh, and then <laughs> Sir Jeremy will hopefully be joining us here shortly. He got off uh, work not too long ago, so we were kind of waiting for him, but... Uh, he took too long. So... He took too long. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to make fun of him and be like, damn him and his slow tardiness, and then he like just all of a sudden yeah, jumps in. Gentleman is being elusive that is how as it works. usual. Just jumps in, say, like, who are you calling late? But uh, not so lucky, <laughs> I guess. But uh, yeah, uh, obviously, Bill's talk show. We do two shot Sundays and we do podcast Wednesdays. That means today being Wednesday. Today is podcast day. And um, the topic was actually brought up by the Grease Goblin, so uh, I'll introduce the topic and I'll let him talk about why he wants to talk about. Because I have some good stories about it, but uh, this is—I uh, guess I should do the, the warning thing. We are talking about abuse today, um, not not the good kind of abuse. Talking about personal experiences and things, so unfairly yeah. about each other. So, just a just a warning to anyone who may be watching or listening. Maybe, maybe it'll help you. Maybe it might trigger you. Yeah, maybe you know. Just keep that in mind. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to stop talking, and I'm going to let this pink-haired, devilish, handsome actual garnet this time. This garnet. I had to die it again because it faded again. It does happen. Are you washing your hair with a lot of hot water? No, I'm using cold water and color shampoo. Weird. Weird. It doesn't like you. No. And this time it's permanent. I'll uh, I'll get you in touch with my stylist. Okay. Alright, so take her away. I guess you were waiting on me. Oh yeah, we're waiting on you. Five (laughs) seconds of silence and I'm going to start slapping you. (laughs) Don't even try it. Don't even try it. He has easy access to you. Don't do it. (laughs) Except he doesn't have easy access because we never see each other. (laughs) (laughs) He can change that real easily. Oh, yeah. 
I just recently, I, I, like, I've realized that I've been in a lot of abusive relationships. And most of the time I didn't even realize it until, like, for the most recent one, about a year after. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So, like, it was lots of self-discovery lately. That's good. Self-discovery is a good thing. Oh, yeah. The first quarantine definitely helped. Yeah, it helps you learn. So, tell, okay, let, let's, let's just get into the, the meat of this, because I've, I've been through my fair share of abusive relationships. What, like, define what do you mean by abuse? It's the hardest thing to do. Define the abuse. Let's see. It was uh, emotional, physical, uh, verbal, mental, all of the fun stuff. Like, if my, uh, one of my exes, uh, like, if, because I was living with them at the time, if something wasn't done because I had to go to work, I would get home and there would be a belt. Oof. Yeah. I had a girlfriend two years ago. Um... She was a lot younger than me, but, um, yeah, no, I, uh, there was a lot, but what really broke with Camel's back for me is we were talking and I just found out one of my best friends passed away. She had, I found out one of my best, one of my best friends had taken her own life a couple months earlier and I literally just found out and this horrible person slapped me across the face and said, don't even think about her. She's dead and I'm here now. And I remember just being like, excuse me? And then tried to con- tried to yell at me and scream at me that I was the problem. That I, that I need to man up. And that I need to be, like, I need to uh, not focus on that and focus on her. And I was like, and that, that was really what broke the camel's back for me. But I, I've been in others, mostly where it's like, like, I, I've been told a lot that, like, I, I'm useless. And so I had a girlfriend for two years and would always call me useless. Um, she'd always lowered her intelligence over me, um, called, like, basically neg me all the time. And it basically put me into a mental state where I kind of thought that I deserved it. And so I would be basically at her beck and call and I would do what she wanted just because I, I was in this mental state that I wasn't good enough. And so I had to keep being better, even though all it was doing was it was tearing me up inside. And eventually it was... I, I do I do consider it one of the many reasons why I then started doing cocaine like on the regular and got really addicted to it because it became an outlet. Like I would numb the pain as much as I could when I'd get home and I would almost dread when my girlfriend would call me because she would just 
drive over with her car with her kid and say, all right, we're going to do this. And I'm like, well, I had plans. She, she'd be like, nope, you, your plans don't matter because they're, they're nothing compared to what I have to do. And this girl, uh, she had no job. She was living off of money that she had. And I don't want to talk about it too much personally because it's not fair. But at the same time, um, I had, yeah, I had built up this, 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 and I found that, especially recently, I found like in the last year that I was very susceptible to these kind of relationships up until COVID because I had no self-worth. Like my self-worth was so, was so low that I, I allowed myself to fall into these mental states where I thought this was what I deserved and it wasn't true. And it's so hard I, I to listen to other people tell you that, tell you the truth, because I know for years, like so many people, especially my family would tell me like, Oh no, you're better than this. Why do you put up with this? Blah, blah, blah. But it's one thing to hear it. And it's another thing to take that step yourself because it. It's scary. It's terrifying. It, it, it is. And yeah, it's the hardest part is letting go, right? It's you not even know what to do for go forward with that. Yeah, that person, that toxic. You know, yeah. that's something that you've been familiar with for so long. And they make you think that you can't move on, or that everything yeah. is going to be worse. Like this. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it mentally traps you sometimes. So let's let's move down the line then. What about you, Insaniac? Um, for me, like a lot of my stuff, like when I kind of faced uh, different levels of abuse, came from uh, a lot of my uh, relationships with my parents. Um, uh, I didn't really get along very well with my dad or my brother. Uh, it caused a lot of uh, issues of feeling like I wasn't worth anything and that everything uh, I would do was wrong. Um, a lot of times I didn't understand certain things as a kid and I would get to like, I wouldn't get like beat, but at the same time I would still get hit. There was very, there's moments where things were just unnecessary. Um, I wasn't like, like drastically, you know, abused in it. Like it was a lot of verbal abuse and a lot of mental kind of like abuse with not a little bit of too much physical sometimes, you know, my parents were, were very old school, so they, we're used to get having that kind of punishment when they were younger, so it was kind of different in a sense. You know, it's hard to really change that when you've when you when you grow up with it. You know, it's so hard. Go ahead. I was gonna say because I'm I'm listening to to what you're saying, and it's I'm, I'm it I can imagine how hard it is for a lot of people, especially if you're a new parent to ride the line of, of what's abuse and what's discipline. Because, like, you know, that there's that whole argument about, like, can you can you or shouldn't you hit your child? And I'm not going to say how, what I what side I come on in that debate, but, like, because in one sense, there's abuse that, that like, yours, that, that that's valid, and then there's others where it's, like, because I, I grew up in an era 
I'm sure some of us did too, were like, there there would be people that would literally fake their abuse. I mean, there was that girl down in Lethbridge back in yeah. like 2004 who faked this whole abuse thing and then ran off with her boyfriend and blamed that her boyfriend tortured, tortured her and that he, she, he forced her to murder her parents and stuff when in reality they found all these texts and these videos that are just like, nope, she was just a horrible person. And she yeah, would abuse the, her family. That's, that's the hard thing with with that as well. It's like there's always there's a there's always a kind of another side to it, especially when it comes to other people. And a lot of things, it's 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 better off to take things. It's safer to kind of take things at face value while further investigating what exactly is going on. Like obviously, like it's one thing I think, especially when it comes to kids and stuff, is a lot of people forget that like. Everyone is still a person out there, you know, like the experiences and problems that you face. Another person is probably experiencing very similar issues, just in a very different way. It's good to say and, a lot of people forget that other people are people. Exactly. It's a right? common problem. Exactly, right? And and you, a lot of people, you don't, I'm, it's not even like trying to put yourself in their shoes. It's just understanding that they also have the same problems that you might be having as well. Just slightly oriented to their life instead of yours, you know, like whatever job they might be having at their problem, you know, or their fucking wife or their, their parents or, you know, everyone has their, their different kind of trauma that they carry with them. And the hardest thing that I, I've, I see is, is letting go. And it's, it comes in different ways of, of finding strength. Um, there's always, there's many different ways of how to let go, but it doesn't make it easy. There's always a hard way to do it. It's, it's, it's the hardest part of is just jumping off the cliff yeah. and learning how to fly on your own without whatever this baggage is tearing you down. It's hard to let go of something you've known of for so long or when people kind of like mentally like train you into thinking that this is what you have and this is all you will have and if you leave it you'll have nothing. You know, and, and realizing that there is a whole world out there that you have other people that were willing to help support you if you are willing to jump and make that leap to, to get away from that toxic that, that feeling and if you, if someone approaches you saying that it's they're they're being abused, it's very much better off to try to like hear them out, but at the same time, you know, don't like it's not your life either. So it's not you don't want to put your whole heart and soul into somebody else's problems. You should be able to assist them if you can, but you know you you shouldn't you shouldn't dig yourself in a hole to help somebody else out either. You know. Because that can lead to them possibly using you as a sponge or, or being abused by a person who's being abused, right? It, 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 you have to be very careful, even when you're supporting someone, of how you how you would support someone if you were to go out of your way to do that. So that way it doesn't happen to you. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've seen that before. I've, I've let people... Yeah. I've had people stay at my place that, that, were, that got kicked out and stuff like that, that I've tried to help get back on their feet mm-hmm. and... I've had it abused in certain ways, not like in a, in a way that was, it's, it, it would happen when I was older. So it's something I was able to notice sooner than rather when things got bad. But if it had gotten further, it probably would have gotten a lot worse and been more problems and other issues that have gone. But so for, for me, I was very happy to notice it very quickly. Like, okay, time to go, you know, yeah. and move on for that. Um, Wickerex says, that sounds like what happened with my dad and mom. His wife died, and he got forced into a relationship with her, and she would hide his dead wife's picture and belittle him. 
super manipulative. Aww. You always want to cling to the best part of it. That is really sad to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's the, that's the hardest part, too, is, like, you, and it's it's tough when you're a kid seeing your parents go through certain things, because, like, as an adult, like, my parents are, uh, are separated. So, um, as a kid, you don't always quite see the uh, relationship issues that go on between your parents. And for me, I didn't, I like, I didn't notice much of it, and my parents didn't really make it very well known that they were having these difficulties. Like, I... I thought everything was all good in in that kind of sorts of like everyone in the family's life until probably like a month before things kind of came out. I heard them were talking about issues and stuff and then they told us they were separating. Well, for I think until I was I think I was 16 when my parents got divorced. And like my, when I got older I ended up learning that they had issues probably about like six seven years before then that i didn't even know about that they, they just pulled the stay together for the kids kind of to some degree or they they tried other things to make things work they did they they found options and avenues to try to try to work on things together but uh, ultimately it just didn't things didn't work out and like uh there were there were certain points that caused like my mom and my dad to kind of notice things differently and that's when they had to talk about it and that's when they separated you know and and it, as a kid, you don't see that, and when you do see that, it's actually kind of hard. I've I've heard story about it, and I've seen kids that have grown up with, you know, like your mom and your dad screaming at each other all the time, swearing at each other, telling them "fucking asshole" and this and that, you know, and that's not healthy for for your kids. So, like, I yeah. I I'm very hugely appreciative of the fact of my parents being responsible and being very adult about how they handled their relationship and keeping it. I wouldn't say private, but keeping it to an adult level I, you know it wasn't it wasn't my business to know about what my parents were going on i wasn't i'm not i wasn't married to any of them so i don't really you know that's it's not legally legally you are now <laughs> legally you can divorce your parents i i don't even know the process of how that would even go about but bef- before even then i you know they're not what my parents do in their marriage is not really any of my business I, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have that kind of relationship with my parents so, in that weird way. So, like, there's not, I, I'm not going to stick my nose and I'm not going to be upset. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm upset that, like, when I was a kid, I was upset that it had happened. Not, not because my, my parents were splitting up because they weren't happy with each other. Um, if, like, I, I wanted them to be happy regardless. And even now, like, I'm... I'm happy for them in the way they are. They have, my parents are separated. They're found different relationships and moved on with their lives and they're happy. And I'm quite happy that they have found that path, you know, as, cause as a kid, I would have hated them to see them be miserable and then on turn, maybe push that miserableness onto me and my brother or anything like that, you know, like that would have been even worse for that kind of abuse. Yeah, no, it, it's funny. I've, I've, because I've, I've grown up inner city, I, I, I've heard many, many of these stories. A lot of different ones. Um, from across the board. Like, um, man, it's only some I, I really want, I, I really think I can, I'm allowed to share. Okay, I got one. 
one of, that's one of my, for me. That's why I just talk about family because there's other stuff I have. I can't. It's, it's hard of, to. It's of, hard to find that moments, which it's okay. Sorry. One of one of my best friends, who uh, last year actually, uh, December last year, took his own life. Um, I lived with him for about four years. Um, and man, I, I we could do. I'm so sad I started this podcast before I could bring him on because I'll be honest, like one of the original ideas of this podcast was actually was actually from just just him because my, my friend I guess he's passed on, I can say his name. My, my friend Brandon Tombs his so he was abused as a child by his father him and his sisters and his father went away this was when he was a kid. And then he moved out to Toronto at 16 or 17 and became a male prostitute for about 10 years. And basically became a male, yeah, basically became a male prostitute and then got AIDS um, and moved out to Calgary. Uh, and that's when I met him. <laughs> I started working with him. Um, and we eventually became friends and then we moved in together and, um, I would hear some of the stories and I was with him for, yeah, four years and, um, man, like, the kid, like he had some problems, but for the amount of abuse that he had gone through, like, uh, I, I, I mean, it requires a certain timing for fireworks. This is a bad timing for fireworks. It requires a certain measure of of strength and courage to go through a lot of those problems and continuing going forward. Here, here, here's um, here's I'd, what I was getting at. Wait, wait, I'd like just let to, me finish my point. Okay. Uh, what 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 I was trying to get at with all this is, he told me a story once. He had ne- he hadn't seen his dad in in over twenty years because. Obviously, his dad was a child sex offender and wasn't anywhere allowed anywhere near his anywhere near his family. And he was out in Red Deer. Uh, he was telling me about this like a week after it happened. He was out in Red Deer visiting his family because he's from Red Deer. And he was walking to the streets, and lo and behold, who does he see walking down the street with his new wife and his new eight-year-old daughter? Is his dad? 